0: It's a trap! It's a trap!
1: Hello and welcome to Radio TCX, your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy. I'm Tim Dugan and I am joined by my two usual co-hosts, John McDermott. Hello everybody. And Carson Ray. Hey
0: everybody, great day to talk about X-Wing.
1: So this week, we're going to be picking up again with our series on sh- essential ship types. So we've, we've broken down all the major categories that each different ship chassis and X-Wing falls into. Uh, we've broken them down into seven main categories. So the first two we've already talked about are Heavy Fighter and Light Fighter. You can check those episodes out from a couple weeks ago if you haven't, if you haven't heard them yet. Um, but there are other ship types, too. So the other five are the Interceptor, the Elite Fighter, Ordnance, Utility, and Battleship.
2: Yeah, this week we wanted to switch it up and kind of focus on one of the other ship types. Um, The first two episodes we did focused on combat-oriented ship types, the heavy and light fighter. So this week we're going to talk about the utility ships.
0: Right, uh, utility ships most known for being not so good at combat. Uh, But it is X-Wing, so every ship's still okay at combat. Uh, But that's not really why you bring a utility ship.
1: And because utility ships don't have a combat focus, there's a lot about them that differentiate them from the other six ship types, too. So we've got a lot to talk about today. I think we should just get right into it. Sounds good. So the first question we like to answer when we're talking about ship types here is just kind of to break down what is a given ship type. So let's look at some of the characteristics that set utility ships apart from other ship types.
2: Yeah, so as we had mentioned before, the light fighter and heavy fighter are combat-oriented ship types. Um, But the focus of a utility ship is to provide support to the other ships in your list um, that are not combat-based.
0: Right, so when we're looking at non-combat reasons to take a ship, it's either going to be some sort of support abilities for your other friendly ships, or some control effects to impede uh, your opponent's ships. And we've talked about support and control ships you know, as far as their strategic use in the game. But here, the utility ship type um, covers all the chassis for the control or support ships.
1: Yeah. And the reason we opt to use the language of utility ship for this ship type rather than support ship is while a utility ship does support your list, a lot of times when people think support, they're thinking more benefits that it's granting to other ships where that's not necessarily what a utility ship does. A lot of utility ships do exist there to provide, you know, what we call classic support abilities like uh, coordinate, stuff like that, passing focus tokens. But a lot of utility ships can just do effects that You know, don't necessarily support your own ships, but could impede your opponent's ships or your opponent's strategy.
2: Yeah, and you can see that through a couple different ways.
0: Right, so a lot of these ships have, like, the jam action uh, is a pretty common use you'll see for control.
2: Yeah, or you'll see abilities built into ship chassis or access to different kinds of upgrades that the other ship types don't have access to, um, or even specific pilot abilities. So when we're looking at the
1: characteristics of a utility ship, um, those are pretty easy to define, um, like stat line stuff, uh, pretty easy to define for heavy fighters and light fighters because those fall into general categories. It gets a little bit trickier with the characteristics of a utility ship because a lot of what we use to define other ship types is like their general hit point thresholds, agility, attack values. On the stat line, we see a pretty wide variation between all utility ships. They have probably the widest range of hit points and agility dice you can see there's not really a pattern that's defined. They do tend to have lower attack values, often relative to their cost, but you'll actually see some pretty notable exceptions we talk about today, where they have pretty good attack value, even though they're still utility-focused.
0: Well, and part of the reason it's hard to just, you know, make wide-sweeping stat claims for this is, you know, this ship type spans all three ship sizes. You know, we have a plenty of small base utility ships, and there's a lot of good large base utility ships.
2: Yeah, and regardless of base size, too, you'll see that the utility ship is generally slower. They have probably more reds on their dial and maybe not as much access to the three-speed and higher maneuvers, as well as lower access to like turnarounds that don't give them as much maneuverability.
1: Well, I think one of the reasons you see that these ships generally have uh, slower dials is that they have to pay the cost somewhere. So usually if even if they have like okay offense or middling offense and they're going to have a bunch of cool abilities or extra actions um, that has to come at a cost somewhere. So if it's not going to come at a cost of like crazily reduced offensive power, you're going to have to see some sacrifices on the dial to compensate for, you know, the coordinates and the jam actions that they get.
0: Right, and if we just compare the utility ships to, you know, the light and heavy fighters, uh, one of the big differences, maybe not stat line-wise, but upgrade slots, you don't really see many crews on your fighters. Um, but that's something that's kind of one of the defining characteristics of these utility ships, is they really have, you know, the small ones might have one crew slot, but then the larger ones have a bunch. Um, and so you can, you know, combine the built-in utility of the ship chassis with a bunch of you know sweet crew options for whatever faction you're playing crew slots usually provide a lot of utility Um, and so not just built into the ship but how you upgrade all these they have a lot of potential to provide a lot of cool support or control effects for your list
2: yeah and every ship on this list except for one notable exception that we'll talk about later um, has access to at least one or more of those crew slots Now, where the discussion
1: about utility ships uh, gets a little bit trickier is that utility ships are one of the messier ship type categories. Um, So when we're defining ship types, we're usually defining them by their primary role. Um, And when we're talking about things like heavy fighters or light fighters, usually that primary role, you don't see a lot of bleed over into other ship types. Um, So there's not going to be as much confusion. That's a little bit trickier with some of the ship type categories. Utility ships, along with ordnance and battleships, tend to see a little bit more bleed over into other categories where their primary focus is going to be one thing, but they'll start to look a lot like some of the other ship types.
0: Right. I mean, and when we're talking about crew, you know, the other ship type has a bunch of crew slots is the battleship. And battleships can have, you know, some battlefield utility, you know, through pilot options or, crew slots and utility ships you know some of them are pretty okay at combat Um, they just might have a not as good dial right Um, but the big difference is you know the reason you take that ship battleships you know they want to get into the fight and start trading shots whereas you know utility ships want to support the rest of their squad in combat
2: Yeah. Battleships are going to still have support abilities, but the focus of that ship type is still going to be its survivability and firepower. Um, Inverse, a utility ship can still have damage output, um, but its primary use is always going to be those control or support effects.
1: All right. So let's start looking at factions here because the best way to understand a ship type is to just look at real-life examples of it. And uh, this, is, this is an interesting one where the classic factions all have a couple of really good examples of utility ships, Empire, Rebels, and Scum. Now, when we get to the sequel and prequel factions, that's going to be kind of a separate discussion because uh, some don't have any outright, some we're still waiting on. But let's talk about the ones we know for sure
2: right now. All right. So starting off with the Scum and Villainy faction, um, we see kind of the, I would say, most diverse spread of utility ships within that type within the faction yeah you, you get a good example here of the different
1: types of things a utility ship can do so um looking kind of on the cheaper end we have ships like the quad jumper here which um its primary existence it's you know on the surface it can kind of look like a light fighter but it's not a great value as far as what a light fighter would be what really sets it apart is that ship ability where it's able to uh, deal out some tractor tokens as an action either on friendly ships or enemy ships
0: right this is a nice cheap option for scum to bring you know throw out a tractor on a ship with you know that ship ability that is pretty difficult for uh, other ships to avoid getting those tractor tokens and then you get the nice benefit of those tractor tokens you know reducing the agility putting that target in put them in the perfect spot for the rest of your list to um, just put in some damage
2: and because of that, you see a lot of the named pilot abilities directly affect or are affected by that tractor mechanic.
1: Yeah, the quad jumper is really all in on the on the tractor thing. Uh, and one of the reasons I th- actually think this ship is really interesting is because, I, I mean, primarily we think about tractor as that negative effect to throw on the opponent. But the fact that this can do both kind of both subcategories of utility ship where it can both affect the opponent negatively or can use it to move my own ships to get them out of a sticky situation. You'll maybe you'll use it more as a you know a negative on your opponent, but having those options makes it pretty versatile.
0: Yep, big fan of getting that extra boost on the fire spray when you line up that bullseye. It's always sweet.
2: And then of course you have the always reliable fan favorite, the Hawk Two Ninety. I know we
1: put the Hawk 290 in the
2: utility ship category, but I really
1: feel like, you know, seeing the Hawk go from first edition into second edition, we should put this in maybe the light fighter category because its attack power has literally doubled.
0: Or tripled, you know, depending on how many points you want to pay for it. Yeah, the Hawk 290, you know, not that expensive of a ship, you know, even when you put the title on it. You know, that's probably one of the best damage outputs of any of these uh, utility ships. Plus, it's got all those great control pilot abilities that just really help boost the offense of your squad.
2: Yeah, I think this is the best example of a utility ship that impedes your opponent's strategy. Um, You've got that in a different couple ways, depending on which pilot you take. So, like, Dace Bonearm does the Ion Tricks, Paylob steals Tokens, and Torkoal can reduce your initiative to zero
1: Yeah, the the Scum Hawk is a really good example of a utility ship that focuses on impeding your opponent's strategy. Um, This kind of is the mirror of what we see for the Hawk 290 on the Rebel Faction, which has much more of a support focus. We'll get to that in a bit, though.
0: Right, before we leave Scum, we gotta talk about the Escape Craft. This was one of the premier support ships uh, at the start of the second edition. You know, just having that really cheap access to coordinate. Uh, One of the funny things about all these scum utility ships is all of them have been uh, nerfed in some way by points updates. The escape craft had the tactical officers price jump way up. You know, Moldy Crow has gone up dramatically in points and Apollo also is paying some memory tax still. Uh, and of course Quadrumpers uh, used to be very affordable.
2: Some, some might say too affordable.
0: Um, But I think this speaks a lot to Scum's faction identity, you know, these utility ships are all about weird tricks, and that's sort of what Scum is all about, so it really fits in that all of these have been overpowered at some point.
1: Now, the Rebel Faction has three utility ships of its own, but they take a lot more of a, I guess you call it a positive angle on utility. They are much more support-focused. So, I mean, a prime example of this is the U-Wing. So this is a ship that actually has decent firepower. So this one, you know, we talked about utility ships having generally lower. Some of them do stand out a little bit, but this ship is very much a support platform. It has a generally slower dial all the way down to having a stop maneuver, which is to its benefit. Um, And it also has access to that coordinate action, which is incredibly powerful in 2nd edition.
0: Right, and then this chassis also has a whole slew of pilots, you know, providing extra support abilities, plus those crew slots. You know, this was the Leia Organa crew carrier, right? Giving that sweet color reduction on your movements to your whole squad.
2: And on a pretty sturdy ship. Also in the Rebel faction, we see the return of the Hawk Two Ninety. Um, also in Scum, and like you said, Tim, the pilots for this faction for this ship focus primarily on giving benefits to the other ships in your list rather than impeding your opponent's strategy.
1: Yeah, so like when we look at the pilots here, you got Ors who increases offensive output for a friendly ship. You've got Rourke Garnett who lets them engage at a higher initiative. Which the you know, initiative changing abilities are pretty rare in second edition. Um, so that ability stands out. And then, you know, you've got Kyle Katarn passing out tokens. So really you've got kind of fundamental ways here to support friendly ships, um, which is really the focus of the two ninety Hawk.
0: Right, and then there's also the Sheathapede shuttle, um, which, you know, is pretty similar to the escape craft in Scum. You know, just gives you a nice cheap access to a coordinate ship. Um, plus you know got some support pilot abilities you know crew slots rebels have plenty of great utility crew so overall a lot of good options for the rebels there
1: definitely angling towards uh, supporting friendly ships though which is it seems very very in faction identity for the
2: rebels jumping over to the empire then uh, we see they have two good examples the first being the lambda shuttle and we've talked about this one a couple times too, you see that support through the ability to take crew such as uh, Emperor Palpatine or Darth Vader um, and also having access to the coordinate action.
0: Right, well, yeah, I feel like it just makes sense to look at these together, the Imperial Utility ships. You have the Lambda Shuttle and the TIE Reaper. Um, They're kind of a mirror of each other. The Lambdas, you know, got a white coordinate, red jam. The Reaper's got a white jam, red coordinate. So one's a little more support-focused, the other's a little more control-focused. But both these ships actually have pretty good combat output. You know, they're decently survivable, got good three-dice attacks. Their only real limitation is, you know, not necessarily the best maneuver dial. Yeah,
1: and I mean, uh, you really feel that on the Lambda class. The uh, TIE Reaper doesn't feel it so hard just because it has that adaptive Ailerons ability so that you know, as long as you're not stressed, you're getting that extra little maneuver. Uh, Even still, though, it can't move super fast. So yeah, you do pay for it here a lot
2: in the dials. I think what's interesting about these two examples too is um, kind of unlike the other two factions we've looked at so far, there's a pretty interesting mix of impeding strategy and supporting your allies between these two ships. Um, It kind of depends on what kind of list you're building them with, but I mean, you can take things like Death Troopers to make ships keep stress, or you can take crew that give you white actions so you have easier access to jam and coordinate. A couple different options with both ships.
0: Right, not to mention the Empire has some pretty powerful um, support and control crew um, in their named characters as well. But I think, yeah, I mean, that versatility and the combat output really does separate utility ships in the Empire from other utility ships. I feel like I've had a decent number of ships be destroyed by Empire support ships. You know, they're firing last in initiative order after the Aces attack, uh, but they deal that final blow pretty well. Yeah, I I think the Empire has the most adaptable
1: kind of utility ships where they can really you know, throw out those extra actions or jam opponents if they have to. But at the end of the day, if they do need to kill some stuff too, they can do that just fine.
2: Who would have thought that the Empire would have the superior options? Just because
0: <laughs> just the scum ones got nerfed.
2: <laughs> well, looking at the successors to the Empire, we have the First Order, who at the current moment don't really actually have a released utility ship.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this was the one we debated on the most, was whether the Upsilon shuttle fit the utility role or battleship role more.
1: Yeah, and I I think people's gut instincts would probably be to think of the Upsilon more as as a utility ship uh, rather than a battleship. Um, our main distinction here, I mean, it, it's hard to tell them apart, right? Because it seems very much that it is clearly the successor to the Lambda stylistically. But really, the f- main focus of what we've seen from Upsilons is that offensive power and the ability to reinforce. So it functions a lot more like a battleship than it does like a utility ship.
0: Yeah, I mean, that for attack dice front arc is just incredibly powerful. And, you know, that's the main reason those upsalons are on the table. That and the twelve hit points with reinforce protecting that big gun. All right, guys. So here's my question
1: to you: If the upsilon only had three attack dice, would you still consider it more of a battleship, or would you put it in that utility ship category? Are you still paying sixty points for it?
2: (laughs) You pay. You pay a little bit less. I mean, that's a valid question, though. Yeah, because I think because then it's a lambda. Yeah, it's basically
1: a lambda at that point, right? It's just like the jump from three attack dice to four attack dice. is so huge that that could swing this entire ship's definition.
2: I feel like, for me, the reason why I think of it more as a battleship than a utility is in part due to the fact that the First Order doesn't have a lot of great crew options. So, I mean, like, on the Lambda, you could take, you know, multiple pretty solid crew options, Um, but just based on cost and abilities, um, you're not really taking more than one crew, if any crew, on an Upsilon shuttle.
1: Now, the other one we're still waiting for the release of is going to be a few months now, thanks to delays, but the uh, Z-Class shuttle uh, will be coming out in the future, but we don't want to jump and make any assumptions about this just yet because sometimes uh, ships we feel like would fall into a certain category uh, actually end up falling into a different category. So I guess we can't really assume what this ship will be until it actually releases.
2: Yeah, this distinction is just kind of loosely based on what we've seen released in the preview article so far. But we'll find out when the ship hits the shelves.
0: Well, I mean, even after seeing the articles for, you know, the Resistance Transport pod, we thought that would be a utility ship. And it's really not. So, yeah, you really do have to see how it operates on the table to uh, really know which category these ships fall in. So, But I, I think it's, say, I would bet that um the xi class shuttle falls in this utility ship type
1: and over on the resistance end even though the resistance transport pod really is a light fighter and not much of a uh, utility ship the resistance transport itself definitely is a utility ship
2: but only if you have the pod attached to it right
1: (laughs) for tournament play yes you have to have the pod attached to it but i won't tell I'm going to make the official declaration right now. For any Radio TCX sanctioned tournaments, uh, you do not have to have the transport pot attached to the resistance transport to fly it. And you can fly it like a seahorse. <laughs> and you can fly it like a seahorse. Actually, no, you have to fly it like a seahorse. Now we just need to sanction some events.
2: Carson, do you have anything to say about the resistance transport? <laughs>
1: You're our resistance guy. Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I suppose we should actually talk about the
0: resistance transport and not just make fun of uh, the transport pod. You know, here you get a lot of the downsides and a lot of different utility ships kind of all packed into one pretty affordable platform, though. You know, you have a really bad dial, um, pretty weak offense, you know, just two attack dice, Uh, but you have access to those crew slots, um, a droid slot, you know. So you can boost that dial up if you want, make it a little bit more survivable. Um, but the resistance, you know, has some pretty awesome utility crew, and you know, you could put them on some battleships. They have some good options there. But the resistance transport has been, you know, the number one choice for providing those utility crew.
2: Yeah, with resistance Leia as an upgrade, I think that might potentially give this ship one of the best dials of the utility ships.
0: Well, it gives any ship the best dial, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's totally fair. All right, looking at the prequel factions. For the Republic, we have a presumed utility ship. Uh, The LAAT gunship also hasn't been released yet. Um, We'll see it released alongside the Z-class shuttle. Um, But again, from what we've seen in the preview article... Um, we can take a pretty good stab at this being a utility ship.
1: Yeah, it seems like that the focus here really is on adding a bunch of new crew to the Republic, uh, which is something I think they could actually use, uh, having a dedicated utility platform to take some cool Jedi crew. Um, It seems like that's the role this ship is going to fill. Now, again, I'm going to reserve judgment, though, because we have been tricked before. But I think this one is probably a pretty safe gamble, that this will be their utility platform. Well, and the Republic
0: have been, you know, really missing this um, in their faction. You know, they have some of the best aces in the whole game, you know, those Jedi Starfighter pilots. Um, And then you have, you know, the powerful offense of, you know, the ARC-170s or the Y-Wings. A lot of great ships worth, you know, providing some support to. So hopefully the um, LAT or Republic gunship you know, does really fill this hole that the Republic needs, you know, providing all that utility. Um, their crew carrying ships are pretty limited. Not that survivable, not once you want to put really expensive crew on. So hopefully this sort of helps. I'm optimistic.
1: And then closing on our list, of course, we've got the Separatists, who right now really only have one example of a utility ship. Um, and you know, before we get to the Nantex here too, I think one of the obvious reasons that these sequel and prequel factions um, don't necessarily have more than one, if if they even have one example of this ship type, is that they don't have enough ships actually to cover all seven of our ship types yet. So that's something I expect to see re- be released for each of them in the next year or so. Um, and it looks like already some of those gaps are getting filled filled in. But the Nantex is the only utility ship we have for the Separatists so far.
0: Well, and the funny thing is the Nantex is sort of designed as the separatist interceptor. But I think when we talk about interceptor, we'll see why the Nantex doesn't quite fit there, Uh, because it really doesn't quite function like an interceptor. And the main reason you're going to take a Nantex is for that um, ensnare capability to pass that tractor token. You know, much like the SCUM quad jumper, the Nantex, you know, it's going to provide that tractor support. Um, To a faction that really appreciates it, you know, when you're all about spamming a bunch of ships, the value you get from reduced agility uh, really multiplies. And of course, the Nantex also just has great damage output, you know, it supports itself as well.
2: And it separates itself from the other utility ships too, because in a faction that likes to rely on relays and some force crew, um, the Nantex is the only utility ship that doesn't have the crew slot.
1: Yeah, so it definitely exists more on the fringes of what utility is. Uh, the separate, the main way we see supporting abilities in the separatist faction actually doesn't come from utility ships. It comes from those tactical relays um, that go on other types of fighters. It, I, the Nantix is definitely one I can be- I could believe where they maybe intended to design something more along the lines of an interceptor, kind of like you were saying, Carson. But really, at the end of the day, that's not the reason people are using it. They're using it for that, you know, ensnare upgrade where you can pass off those uh, tractor tokens.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because the Separatist faction has a bunch of utility. You know, those tactical relays provide amazing support for your whole team. A lot of great control options, you know, through um, tractor cannons um, or the nantegs here. You know, it's really a faction with a lot of utility. But when you just look at the utility ship types... You know, it doesn't look like
2: it has too many options. And like you said, Tim, that's attributed to the fact that there just aren't that many ships yet for these prequel factions. I mean, the Separatists have five options, um, and a lot of them kind of fill the same role as others on the list. So um, I'm sure we'll see something come out in the future that gives more of a utility role to a specific ship within the Separatist faction yeah and i guess
1: maybe in a year year and a half we'll have to release part two of essential ship types utility
0: right i mean i think that's why we you know put in our guesses about um the first order one and the republic one
1: something for us to be wrong about later we can get corrected
0: yeah but hopefully these do keep expanding right that's what we want
1: all right, so that's our look at utility ships—a really interesting ship type here, not combat focused. So usually, when you see these included in lists, they're going to supplement your strategy in a way, either helping other other ships in your list or impeding your opponent's strategy. Uh, let us know on Facebook though, what is your favorite utility ship here, or do you prefer the ones that do focus on passing tokens and doing coordinates, or do you like the more scummy abilities where you can you know steal stuff and be mean?
0: Well, and I think one last closing thought, you know, because this is such a diverse um, ship category you know there's really so many different roles it can play on the battlefield when you find yourself getting paired across from someone with you know one of these utility ships uh, make sure you really take a good look at it you know figure out exactly what they're trying to achieve from it you know look at the upgrades um you know pilot abilities It should give you a clue how your opponent's going to use this ship in the game sure
1: Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Radio TCX. If you like the show, please go on to facebook.com slash tcx and like our Facebook
2: page. If you enjoy listening to the show, you can go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review saying what you like and why you think other people should listen.
0: And if you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to patreon.com slash tcx and becoming a supporter of the show today. It really means so much to us.
1: Again, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Hello and welcome to episode... No, I don't do that anymore.
2: Rookie. (laughs) You don't?